Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I haven't really talked about the People's Convoy in the last few days, and it started... Uh, Is it doing you know, anything? Because the last... Well, that's the reason why I haven't really talked about the People's Convoy. The last I talked about it was the Toothless People's Convoy, where I read an article where, like, I quote, they're like, well, we just want to, like, not, you know, cause any disruption, and yeah. we don't want to, like, put anybody out of anything, so we're just going to, like, drive around in a circle for a while, and I'm like... What is the point of your convoy? If, I mean, you might as well be driving around wearing those pink vagina hats that people Oof. were people were doing. Yeah. Like, I mean, no teeth to this thing. It's supposed to be a protest. They drove all the way across the country starting February. Okay, 20th. Had a good time. Yeah, <laughs> starting February twenty third, they started in California. They took eleven days to get across the country, and they they gathered a lot of followers. How many? Like, like they they. When we heard about the Canada convoy, it was like, oh, it's up to 10,000. Oh, now no, it's, it's all fake. Now it's, now it's 15. Oh, it's up to 20,000. That right. was all BS. Okay, but like... But the reality was when the Canadian convoy arrived in Ottawa, they they parked, they stayed, they stayed three weeks, they made a huge impact. Uh, there were a, a variety of different uh, vaccine mandates and such that were actually rolled back yeah. across various different Canadian provinces. Ultimately, there was a huge crackdown that came, but it took them three weeks to get that together. And in the meantime, they had a huge party for three weeks in downtown Ottawa. They met with politicians. They went into D.C., whatever the lead of so-called leaders are of this particular protest, and they met with people like Ted Cruz... And a few other politicians in D.C. And then the next day's headline was that Ted Cruz is riding shotgun yeah. with the People's Convoy. So it's totally a re-election campaign stop, basically, for these politicians to simply pander to their yeah, base. So it's, it's part of so the media machine. Anybody who was principled enough to you know go into this thing uh, probably became pseudo famous, right? They're, they're getting their fifteen minutes here, mm-hmm. right? And then they're like, oh, oh, I, oh, I'm privileged to meet these states people. And then mm-hmm. they treat them like rock stars. And now they're just part of the machine. That's right. Yeah. Uh, here's their update from yesterday. Okay. There's nothing today. Uh, there's like a video that was posted yesterday. So there's no updates today. This is according to their Facebook page. Uh, Chris Young, who is apparently the only person who posts on this page, very highly top-down controlled uh, page. Good morning, America. Driver participant meeting at 9 a.m. at the trailer. Rolling out to the Beltway at approximately 10 a.m. Today, we're going to change it up because this is the People's Convoy. Today, we're going to have the passenger cars slash four-wheelers lead the way, followed by RVs and campers, and then the truck shifting gears in the rear. There is only one real answer, and that's don't comply. Like Everybody yeah. just needs to stop complying simultaneously uh, to the extent that they're possible in as many ways as possible, and that's how this thing that's ends. That's how you would end it, yeah, for that's sure. That's how this thing ends. It's the only way out. Now, in the case of the truckers, you know, call, licensed, me, call me an armchair quarterback yeah. here or whatever, but I think if they really wanted to make a statement, what they need to do is just park their trucks. I don't care where it doesn't matter mm-hmm. don't have to be blocking anybody or anything just just stop <laughs> that's how that's how you do an effective you mean stay stuff. home you mean yeah. not do i mean yeah, just stop just yeah. don't deliver anything don't yeah. drive anything around 
and see how fast crap changes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and then there were some people that were suggesting that for Canada as well. Like, hey, if you want to avoid a, being arrested, if you want to avoid having the, the yeah. you know, the local cops or the, the their equivalent of the FBI, the RCMP, investigating you, possibly taking away your license yeah. or whatever, bringing you up on criminal charges later – then you just don't even go to Ottawa and you just stay home as a massive protest. And then when the food stops showing up at the grocery stores, yep. then all of a sudden, yep. that's going to be a motivator for people. Uh, and and sadly, what it's kind of like sanctions, right? Sanctions aren't really for you know, the people doing the bad stuff. They're for the people who are doing the bad stuff's you know, citizens, right? The people, their, their tax cattle, if yeah, you will. It hurts the, it hurts the little guy. A little closer to home, let's talk about inflation, because Joe Biden has been trotting out his punching bag, uh, I guess, or the scapegoat in this case for inflation. It's now not the evil. Remember, for a while, it was the evil corporations. They were blaming, oh, corporate profits. See, everybody's just raising their prices. It doesn't have anything to do with what we're doing, meaning the government. It doesn't have anything to do with the Federal Reserve printing out trillions of dollars. Were no, they no. blaming the uh, supply chain there for a minute, yeah, too? They had yeah, they blamed the supply yeah, yeah. chain. They blamed this co- corporate greed. And now they're changing their tune. Now it's all Putin, according to Biden. Inflation is Vladimir Putin. From the moment he put his over 150,000 troops on the Ukrainian border, the price of gasoline in January went up 75 cents. And Putin began to matter. Oh, because it's only gasoline that that matters, right? <laughs> I, I really, really despise that the general public is all up in arms because the price of gas. Have you been paying attention to anything at all recently? You know, yeah, I mean, pretty sure prices have been going up constantly, especially so in the last couple of years, ever since uh, the trillions of dollars started getting handed out under Donald Trump, by the way, who's conveniently avoided any blame for this uh, inflation whatsoever. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. I That's love, a lie. You know, the Republic saying it's Biden's gas pipeline. By Biden said he's going to stop the Keystone Pipeline, and I did. And that's the reason prices went up. Folks, let's get something straight here. The Keystone Pipeline was two years away and had been 2% finished. Give me a break. Give me a break. When a politician tells you, let's get something straight, they're not going to give it to you straight. They're lying to you. Okay. Inflation has to do with the printing of money, and there's no other thing that it has to do with. Prices go up when they print trillions of dollars, and you thought it was going to be great when you got your, uh, what, $1,500 or $1,200 check from the the federal government. How much is that worth in Bitcoin now? Uh, There's actually a website that tracks that, or like a Twitter feed or something. I I think it's it's like seven grand or something like that. (laughs) Nice. Uh, yeah, that's if you had bought Bitcoin with it. And what does it buy now? Less than it did two years ago. As far as if you held oh, the yeah. 1200 bucks yeah. or whatever, you don't get as much yeah. for that money. So it didn't help anybody. But what it did do was it made people think that, oh, yeah, the government cares about us. Oh, look, they're giving us a check. Hey, why don't we get more checks? And, of course, that's what they oh, want yeah, people. don't ask for that, people. They that's... want people to want more oh. checks. They want to put people in a, a very difficult financial situation. 
one thing positive about the Soviet Union and one thing negative about the Soviet Union. Um, the positive thing I wanted to say is that in the Soviet Union, it was illegal not to work, and you had to have special permission to not work. Um, so that everybody, if, you, if you couldn't find a job, they would find one for you. Um, that's the way I remember it. I don't know about how you remember it, but that's what I remember. And the other thing is I wanted to say with regard to Vladimir Putin saying that uh, uh, you know, we were messing up his image by by saying that uh, his people attacked the hospital where the, the maternity ward. Um, I think they probably did because, from what I understand, the news report said that about 18 hospitals have been attacked, which of, which uh, I, I think is means that he for sure knew that hospitals were being attacked. That you, you can't attack 18 hospitals by accident. So those are the positive and negative things I wanted to say. Which one of what those? What the hell does which? that have to do with the Soviet Union? Um, well, you know the Soviet you know, Union's Vladimir gone, Putin, right? Right, but Vladimir Putin was a great proponent of the Soviet Union, and he has a terrible case of nostalgia. He always would love to have the Soviet Union back. You know, I guess this is the that. same theory that uh, Sarah from New Mexico purports on the air, and I don't think there's any uh, evidence that Vladimir Putin supports the Soviet Union. He may have worked for the KGB in the in the past, but these days, I think he likes all the power that uh, he's aggregated to himself, and likes having a relatively wealthy country to rule over. And uh, the Soviet Union, of course, was piss poor due to communism so i don't i don't get this theory that he's somehow the secret communist i was just listening to biden's comments and the more and more i just can't understand him when he was talking about inflation i you know i don't know if people realize that gas by you know 75 cents uh rising gas you know because of inflation well when hurricane katrina occurred it went 75 cents almost overnight and the u.s didn't go into inflation mode there or recession or anything so i just wanted to comment on that it just doesn't make any sense the rhetoric coming out of him and saki's mouth yeah it's amazing that anybody buys it i mean uh, it's just uh, people are just so ignorant they want someone to blame and i would be curious to know like how many people hear this claim that oh it's putin's fault and actually believe it well i think part of it too and i'm sure you you might agree with this you know if it was an election year you know, they might just be sitting back and don't even care what people think because they don't have to worry about their power. But mm-hmm. they have to be they have to do anything right now. And I mean, anything to sway, you know, the public or opinions and to get those votes, because uh, they're going to we're looking at a possible bloodshed. You know, so I think that's part of the reasons why this rhetoric is coming up out of nowhere. I could be wrong, but that's as good a point as any. I mean, certainly they they change their tune when it comes to election year, and one one thing you can yeah. count on from politicians is to say it's not my fault. Eric Winograd, a senior economist at an asset management firm, said, quote, the numbers are eye-watering and there's more to come. The peak in inflation will be much higher than previously thought and will arrive later than previously expected. Oh, yeah, we're just getting started. Yeah, that's uh, what they're telling you. Honestly, I, I cannot even imagine the scenario where we will see inflation stop rising. It can't. I mean, it's, the system is designed for this. Yes. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, even like, oh, you mean the rate? For, yes, okay. I mean the rate. Yeah. I mean, oh, by yeah. their weird and bizarre way of looking at mm-hmm. it where, well, we're trying to keep this at only a 2% theft from everyone and on Earth. I wanna... But no, no, even the rate of, uh, uh, of it overall, I can't even imagine the scenario where it stops rising. Mm. I want to point out, too, that this is not just a U.S. thing. 
The same right. exact thing is happening in the UK. They did the same thing in the US. It's did. all central banks. They printed trillions right. of, mm-hmm. of pounds or whatever it is, right, and flooded the market. And so this is not just like, oh, well, you know, there might be some hope because other countries are doing no, 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 they're all doing the same thing. The only hope is to get out of the fiat currency, to get out of the government money and do something else, whether it be crypto, whether it be precious metals, whether it be investments of some sort, yeah. uh, investment into your own business or whatever there's other things you can do if you if you're holding dollars your wealth is being depleted hey daily digestion listeners this is riley blake i enjoy free talk live and i know you do too but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy so i produce the daily digest I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Here's the thing about corporate greed and charging prices. If a CEO is charging prices that are noticeably less than they could possibly charge for uh, for the greatest possible quantity of profit, they are breaking the law. They have a fiduciary responsibility to the stockholders yep. to charge as much as they possibly can without sacrificing the quantity of sales <laughs> at all times. Yeah, everybody wants to like blame corporations, but like they are a legal fiction. Corporations are a creation of the organization known as government, of the state. They are a creation of that. And so they have to do these things. They can't not do these things. Otherwise, they won't be a corporation for long. But the reason the prices are going up is because their costs are going up. It's not because the corporations just all of a sudden became more greedy. Now Nike is going to charge more because all of a sudden they're more greedy than they were for the last 40, you know, 50 years. Doesn't make any sense. It's because the prices of everything are going up. Mm -hmm. And so they have to raise their prices or... They can cut their quality Mm -hmm. or they can cut, in the case of like food, they can cut the amounts. There was a recent headline Mm, that Doritos. Shrinkflation. Yes. Yeah, I bought a a pound of shredded cheese the other day. It was 12 ounces. They did that. Hmm. That was, they've done that. uh, That, that happened a couple of years ago. I I know. They spoke with uh, consumer rights lawyer Edgar Dworsky. I'm jumping into the middle of the story. He says, downsizing comes in waves and it tends to happen during times of increased inflation. Bottom lines are being pinched, and there's three basic options. Raise the price, take a little bit out of the product, or reformulate the product with cheaper ingredients. Companies usually want to keep their customers happy, says QZ, without direct increases in a product's price. They also want to keep their prices competitive with companies selling similar products. Not all size changes are born from profit-seeking. New regulations that limit calories or sugar in a product can cause their size to change. Companies use a model called price pack purchase to determine how to target products in specific channels for the right prices. Then they give you examples of some things that have been cut. Doritos made headlines recently. There are five fewer chips uh, for every what was a 9.75 bag ounce or bag of Doritos now to 9.25. Frito-Lay confirmed Doritos shrunk their bags due to pandemic pressures. Quote, inflation is hitting everyone. We just took a little bit out of the bag so we can give you the same price and you can keep enjoying your chips, said a representative. Just not for nearly as long. <laughs> they, just picked, they just put more air in the bag. U.S. inflation skyrockets. 64% of Americans now live paycheck to paycheck 
And the S&P 500 chart shows, and, and I have to say this because it's the most metal thing you'll hear in, like, economics, the death cross is imminent. <laughs> the death cross. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, inflation continues to rear its ugly head in the lives of Americans is 64%. That's a lot. Of U.S. residents are living paycheck to paycheck. Equities I presume to- that 64% of those who are working. I assume so as well. I also assume if they're living paycheck to paycheck, it means no savings. Because there's a hell of a lot of people not working. Hold on. So there's a well. death, uh, death cross eminent in what now? Stock the market. S&P. Okay. So uh, just a heads up to everyone out there. If you wanted to shift your finances, do it now. What does that mean? Okay, so uh, Death Cross is uh, it, it's a little complicated, but it's where like uh, so they're tracking like the change in things uh-huh. and weighting it by uh, uh, giving it extra weight by uh, how how near the present it is. And at a certain point, it shifts over, and that indicates it's about to crash. And mm. and it's partly a self fulfilling prophecy because at that point, a lot of people will shift their finances. Mm. And correct me if I'm wrong. This this death cross, as they say, it's a it's a signal. The Federal Reserve was printing money and buying stocks with it in order to keep the stock market looking way healthier than mm-hmm. it actually was. And then they tapered that off. You know, that was their word for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did actually taper it off to stop buying, to stop increasing it. So it's not getting any higher. It's not getting any lower. Uh, they stopped that on the 4th of this month. Really? Yeah. So, and officially, I mean, Powell, uh, the, the Federal Reserve Chair is saying, no, we are not going to make any additional purchases. Purchases. We are not bailing it out this time. Mm. So, I mean, what, what it looks like is they're not making these purchases and they're going to increase the interest rate. So buckle up. Do you guys remember some time ago now, I guess, the, the bump in the, the lumber prices? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So and, and these were early signs of you know what's coming, what's going to continue to happen. Because a lot of people were working on their house during yeah. COVID. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, if I'm going to spend all this time at home, I might as well do some stuff around the house. Sure. Right? You know? mm-hmm. Bust out my power tools and yep. all that kind of thing. Uh, so recently recorded statistics clearly show U.S. citizens are paying a lot more for nearly everything they buy. On March 9th, a couple of New York Times authors quoted a number of Americans saying, the prices of used cars, apartments, steak, bacon, chicken, bread, heating oil, gasoline, vegetables, toilet paper, paper towels, diapers, and lumber have all become unbearable. Politics are now taking lessons you know, like from Hollywood, mm. right? When they when they drop they drop the <laughs> oh, teaser, yeah. right? Like Biden is gonna soon. coming up, yeah, coming this fall. Biden will make an announcement. Like, right. okay, what is Biden going to do to your crypto? <laughs> like, find do, out this how you, summer. How do you keep a moron in suspense? <laughs> well, they do say that ho- that uh, politics is Hollywood for ugly people. Uh, that's an old statement. <sighs> I thought that was ra- no or, radios, radios. Or you know, Hollywood is politics for pretty people. It's a face for radio. That's what I have. The face difference being that Hollywood doesn't force their movies on you. So I don't know if you could call it politics. Sure, but they do make it illegal to compete with them. So, you know. Well, not in uh, Russia now. Apparently, according to IGN.com, Russia is now reportedly legalizing piracy of games, movies, and more. <laughs> awesome. This is after their countries have been cut off by, like, Nintendo and Sony and whatever <laughs> other. Netflix, I think, was another one. Yeah, so all of Netflix's stuff is going to be torrenting. <laughs> Well, Take I mean, it, patent trolls. I mean, it already, but I mean, the tools. Russian people, instead of paying for Netflix, are they're just going to get the same it. shows for free. Yeah, and apparently the Russian government's like, go at it. 
Nice. So anyway, cryptocurrency right. is so, this order. So uh, they so they announced that they were going to do this, and then they announced uh, it's going to be this week. This week he's going to sign it. And uh, one of the interesting things for that, as soon as they announced it was going to be this week, all of the privacy coins, especially Monero, shot through the roof. Really? Find a country that is in favor of cryptocurrency. El Salvador. El Salvador's one. Um, weirdly enough, Vietnam has been uh, mm. like they they started out being extremely against it, and they have just had to come around. I uh, saw a headline that I think it was Panama put forward a piece of legislation to make Bitcoin legal tender there. Nice. So they may be following in the footsteps oh, of El Salvador. Awesome. Um, I know there's a, a town in Switzerland that uh, turned it into like a local uh, uh, federal. I mean. Uh, a local recognized currency. Hmm. Um, let's see, uh, Seychelles, a, a little uh, island nation of uh, of Africa. Uh, they've been uh, very, very good with cryptocurrency. I know there's a couple of mm-hmm. uh, of uh, exchanges that uh, base out of they there. Moved there, yeah, um, yeah. Any of the any of the uh, you know Singapore, Hong Kong, Dubai, any of the like really like focused on uh, economic freedoms, even though they tend not to have the most political freedoms, uh, are are all good places to go. I mean, the worst place, of course, obviously, is New York City. Like, oh yeah, Get New York's the only ones that's been okay. Here's what you have to and that's do. That's not including crypto, right? But I mean, but I mean, the, that's going to be, of course, the worst of it. But that's pretty much going to be the model for how difficult they're going to make it in America. Mm-hmm. And the point of cryptocurrency is that it is global. It is not right. any countries. So uh, there's no point in founding this where the United States can say can move in with guns and tell you to give up your your crypto or your business it would be difficult for them to ban cryptocurrency in the united states i'm not saying they won't try but i mean i think it would be overturned in the courts because ultimately you're looking at a free speech issue mm-hmm. uh programming is just speech mm-hmm. somebody oh, satoshi yeah. nakamoto wrote those words and oh yeah and if they try and reverse that decision they're starting a fight with microsoft which oh, i yeah. would not recommend starting a legal uh, battle with government microsoft. versus microsoft government wins yeah and some of the people uh, in that's a rough one man i mean microsoft has a lot they of connections they have all the guns man yeah but microsoft has a lot of connections a lot of money and my bet a lot of blackmail i mean we're talking you know jeffrey epstein connected people here true bill gates did hang out with that guy oh right? yeah and Bill Gates is, you know, very much against cryptocurrency. He he's said, mm-hmm. you know, anyone who isn't uh, Elon Musk really got to be careful with this stuff. Which, <laughs> from my perspective, if you need a better endorsement than Bill Gates telling yeah. you not to do it, I can't think of one. Can you imagine just like the type of of company that that he keeps to think that like Elon Musk is just like this tiny little player down over here, right? That he's, he's you know, the little at the kitty table. Of finance, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, uh, we're talking about someone who, like, honestly, if you really want to know who Bill Gates is, I suggest checking out the Corbett Reports uh, documentary about them. It is kind of mind-blowing. So they, of course, want to explore more about the idea of a CBDC, as it is called, a central bank digital currency. 
Not to be confused, as many in the media have been confusing it, with an actual cryptocurrency. Which is intentional. Yes. I mean, seriously, what they want, what they have always wanted, is an uneducated populace. Correct. So right now, the most... That's why they run the schools. Yes. And right now, the most important thing for them is for everyone to think that there is no difference between a digital currency, a blockchain, a cryptocurrency, and Bitcoin. These are all the same thing. Don't know the difference between them. So that we can co- we can come out with our uh, uh, panopticoin is a <laughs> term a that one. I quite appreciate. Uh, oh well, you know we're just going to uh, and they have actually released like uh, a part of the code that they're going to be using for the, the central right. bank digital currency. Yeah, MIT was involved in it. Yeah, and I mean the the things that are lacking are exactly what you would want in money like there is absolutely no transparency uh there is no way that you can uh keep any record of anything that they do if they change the record it's gone it's because they they have a centralized database that they can completely control and if they want to completely delete the funds in quote-unquote your central bank wallet Mm -hmm. they're just going to be gone You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.